0: Welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. Get ready to live, learn, and discover. Hey everybody, welcome to All Things Overlanding. Uh, This is the second episode of the vlog slash podcast. So this will be going up on all the major podcast channels as well as on my YouTube channel, which you can find by searching for All Things Overlanding on YouTube. Um. Today's topic is going to be talking about rig modifications. So if you're new to overlanding, if you've never been overlanding before and you're interested in getting into it, um, I'm going to be talking about some budget-minded ideas for how to get into overlanding, um, starting with your rig. So last week we talked about gear. This week we're going to talk about what kind of modifications do you need to your vehicle in order to be able to get out there and explore things. Now again... I'm going to be talking from a budget-minded standpoint, so there are a lot of people out there that talk about you know, a $500 awning, a $2,000, $3,000 rooftop tent. Um, If those are the kind of things you're looking for, then this probably won't be the podcast or vlog for you. Um, Eventually, we'll get there, but right now, we're talking about just bare-bones basics. I'm trying to get as many people as possible into overlanding, and in order to do that, I want to talk about things that don't cost a million dollars a piece, so... Today, we're going to talk about five major topics. Um, Topic one is going to be tires, because that's really important as far as where you can get, things that you can overcome as far as obstacles go. Um, The second thing is going to be recovery. And a lot of people talk about recovery, but here's the thing. If you get stuck anywhere, you're going to need to have rear recovery points. You're going to have to have front recovery points. You're going to have to be able to self-recover. So we'll have to talk about that. Um, The third part of this is going to be repair. So, again, the idea behind overlanding is making large trips, long trips, by yourself or maybe with other people, hopefully with other people. Um, And if you happen to break down anywhere, you're going to want to make sure that you have repair tools, spare parts, things like that. So we'll talk about that in more detail on this podcast slash vlog. And then the fourth thing we're going to be talking about is trail clearing. So... You'd be surprised how many times you're going to go down some backwoods trail or some abandoned forest road, fire road, things like that. And you're going to come across a downed tree or some sort of obstacle that you're going to need to clear. Um, So we'll talk about that as well. And then the fifth part of this is going to be air. Um, Air compressors are extremely important. If you get a flat tire, if you air down to traverse uh, extreme terrain, you're going to need to air back up. Um, If you have a big enough air compressor, you can run air tools, which will make things a lot easier if you have to do repairs on the trail. So that's kind of the fifth thing that I want to talk about. So hopefully that gives you an idea of exactly what we're going to talk about today. If you haven't already and you're new to the channel, please click subscribe on the podcast channel. Um, Please like it. Please comment. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, please click like, comment below if you have future topics you'd like me to cover. Um, And subscribe to me on all things overlanding. Um, on YouTube. Also, I have a website, allthingsoverlanding.com. So again, I just want to give you guys as much useful information as possible. So please subscribe, like, comment, um, follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and I'd love to hear from you guys. So let's get going with topic number one. So topic number one, tires. Um, Down below, I'm going to link to a friend of mine's video that he did recently on a cheap tire review for the Patagonias. Um, this is a less expensive brand of tires. Um, it's Selkuth Overlanding, which is um, a great channel. You should definitely check it out. They did an awesome review. It's, it's hilarious, actually. You should definitely watch it. Again, I'll put a link down below in the description. Um, so check out the Patagonias. They definitely seem to be a good MT tire, a good uh, mud terrain tire for people that are looking for that kind of thing without a lot of road noise and with good handling capabilities off-road and on-road. Um, so check those out. Me personally, I've run Kenda Clever ATs for the last four years probably on my Xterra. Um, I really like them. For an AT, they have good road banners. They're pretty quiet on the road. Off-road, I've had no problems. I've never gotten stuck in anything that I shouldn't. I mean, if I do something stupid and I put myself down in a bog, you're going to get stuck with ATs. It doesn't matter. Um, The great thing about those tires though is, and again, I'll put a link below to those, um, I found them for about a set of four for about 550, $500, 600 bucks shipped. Um, so definitely check those tires out. They're great tires. Um, again, I've had them for four years. I've probably put about 35, 40, 000 miles on them, um, and they've lasted all that time. And I probably have another year, year and a half, two years, maybe if I'm lucky, before they'll be bad and I'll need to replace them. Um, so I highly recommend those tires. So tires, of course, are going to make the difference between getting stuck somewhere and not getting stuck somewhere. So again. Think about your terrain. Think about where you're going to be going. If you mostly drive your vehicle on roads and you daily it every day and then you maybe go three, four, five times a year on trips, ATs are probably the way to go. If you like to off-road and go to off-road parks and do a lot of more extreme rock crawling and mudding and things like that, MTs are probably the way to go. Um, For me personally, I went with ATs because I mostly drive on the road. Um, but now the truck has kind of become my secondary vehicle. It's going to be more for uh, trips and things like that. So I think my next choice will probably be either Kenda Clever's, uh, the MTs, or I, again, thanks to Selkuth, I may check out the Patagonia's as well. Um, so again, think about your tires, think about your the obstacles that you're going to be overcoming, and then make a good decision based on reviews and watching videos like this. Thing number two recovery. Um, so again, Everybody talks about recovery, everyone knows it's important. Uh, The thing is, from a budget standpoint, look at the stock recovery points that you have on your vehicle. Again, I personally do uh, drive a a 2005 Xterra SE. Um, It comes with a one front hook on the front, which is less than ideal, and mine came with a hitch on the rear, so I bought a CSI, as the brand, I'll put a link down below, Um, hitch-mounted D-ring receiver. I really like that receiver, it's great. It gives me a single point right in the middle of the truck to recover from the rear. It's strong, I've I've used it a number of times, I've never had any problems with it. Um, Ideally I eventually will probably get a through bumper double D-ring mount for the rear bumper or a full bumper with an additional tire carrier on the back. That would be ideal except that I do get into the back a lot and with a rear tire carrier you have to put that down out of the way, it's a lot of weight, a lot of stress on the rear bumper and then you have to open up the back. So again if you're accessing the back quite a bit maybe the rear tire uh, placement is not the best for you. Um, Again on an Xterra for sure there are double d-ring that you cut a hole in your bumper or basically your rear metal metal bumper and the d-ring shackle or the shackle mounts come through. Um, I personally just have a hitch mount. That's the rear. On the front again I used to have a single hook type mount which is definitely not ideal because the strap can slip off of it, you only have one so if you're you know, trapped and you need to get pulled out this way, I only have one on the right side. Um, so what I've recently done is I replaced my entire front sub bumper with a Wham brand bumper um, that also has room for a winch and so I've recently installed a winch on my truck. It has dual D-ring mounts on it so I can now affix two D-rings to the front so I've got two recovery points so I can get either side. Um, so just be thinking about recovery, and also in addition to just bumpers, you have to think about the tools that you need to bring with you. You know, ARB makes a nice little kit um, that I'll link to below for recovery. But you need, you know, at least one or two D-ring shackles. There are soft shackles and hard shackles, so it kind of depends on what you're looking for from a budget standpoint and from a safety standpoint. Soft shackles are going to be more safe than hard metal D-ring shackles because if something happens to snap and a soft rope shackle goes, it's going to do a lot less damage to a human than a metal steel shackle. Um, So be thinking about that stuff. Again, I'll post links to all these things I'm talking about below for that. But think about recovery, think about winches, think about straps. Um, You want to make sure that you have something that's not going to snap. So at one point, I had a terrible experience where I bought just the cheapest possible strap that I could buy. Um, It was not a snatch strap. It was just a toe strap. So watch out for things that are called toe straps, things that are called toe straps are not meant to endure multiple hard pulls and yanks from the mud. Um, Those are meant to literally put a vehicle behind that is not stuck and just tow it behind your vehicle. A recovery strap is the type that you want to look for. Those are the types that are meant to flex a little bit and take that stress and pressure when you get yanked out of a hole and not snap. Um, So again, be thinking about that stuff when it comes to recovery. Um, as far as repair goes, so again, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, if you've driven, you know, 12 hours to get to a location, and now you're in extreme uh, rocky terrain, <clears throat> and you're traversing that terrain, um, maybe by yourself or with one or two buddies or maybe more, um, you want to be able to ensure that if something breaks, that you've got, you know, the common spare parts available, the right tools available. Um, a high lift available, those are important as well. Simple things like zip ties are also important. So be thinking about repair. If something breaks on the trail, what do I need? Do I need extra axle stubs? Do I need our ball joints, um, control arms? What, what are common things that are going to break on your vehicle based on what it is? If it's a Jeep or a Toyota or a Nissan or a Mitsubishi, you know, what is, what is my vehicle and what are things that I have read on the forums that commonly, commonly break? Um, So be thinking about that stuff. And then, of course, tools are the most important. When I go, I usually take my full socket set. Uh, It's a Craftsman full set with just a ton of different, you know, uh, three-eighths, quarter, all the different types of tools that I may need. Um, So definitely make sure that you bring the right tools. Always bring a big hammer. You never know when you're going to need that. Um, Just whatever you can get your hands on. Zip ties are important because they will, in a pinch, work to hold, you know, lines up if ABS lines fall down if things start to rub um, zip ties are always a good thing to have with you so again just be thinking about what kind of repair items am I going to need on the trail Um, getting to the fourth part of this trail clearing so again if you are truly overlanding if you're not just going to a state park and parking in a parking lot and then walking your stuff over to a parking or a, a camping spot what do you need in the event of a tree being down or some sort of obstacle being in your way. Maybe it's a shovel. Maybe it's an ax. Maybe it's just a hatchet. Maybe it's a chainsaw. Maybe it's a winch. So be thinking about, you know, again, where are you going? What possible obstacles could you face? You have to think about the space in your rig versus the things that you're going to take. So, I mean, you could take an ax, a hatchet, a chainsaw, an electric chainsaw, a gas chainsaw, gas, oil, you could have a winch on the front of your, your vehicle. You could have straps. You could have D-rings. You have all this stuff, but you need to think about the trip that you're taking, what's most likely, and then you need to prepare for it. So a winch is useful if a tree goes down. An axe is okay, but if it's a thick tree, you're going to be cutting for a long time and it's going to be very difficult. So maybe a chainsaw makes sense. In my case, personally, what I went with was I have a Fiskars 23 and half inch axe mounted in the back of my Xterra. I always carry my 11.1-inch Shrade SCAX-10 small hatchet for small stuff, mostly for like clearing things around the campsite, things like that. Um, and then I have a 20-volt uh, Black & Decker electric chainsaw, and I always carry three or four batteries with me for the chainsaw. Um, I also generally bring the chainsaw charging thing with me so that I could plug it into my inverter if I need to. So if in a pinch I needed to charge those batteries up, it's going to take a while, but at least I have the option to charge them on the inverter. Um, so again, be thinking about that stuff. And under often underestimated is a shovel. So, you know, it could be anything. It could be a big rock that's in the way and you need to dig around it and then move it out of the way. It could be, um, you know, when you get to camp and you're trying to clear debris out to make a fire, some people bring uh, rakes and things like that. I personally bring a shovel because you can use it as a rake and shovel and move things out of the way. Um, But then the shovel also gives you the ability to dig down, to dig a fire pit or to clear rocks or, you know, any obstacles that may be in the way. Um, So trail clearing, definitely make sure that you think about that and you pack appropriately. So the final thing and fifth thing that we're going to be talking about is air. Um, I personally run a Vire 88P compressor. Now that is not big enough to run any sort of air tools or anything like that. Personally, I've never needed air tools on the trail. Again, I, most of the places that I've been, I've been within, you know, walking distance of some place where I could at least get a signal to call out. Um, if you are hardcore and you are going on some trails that you know you're going to be gone for two or three days, you might want a bigger air compressor with some sort of a tank so it can store that air so that you could run air tools. Um, mine is simply used for airing up tires, basically. That's essentially all I can do with my air compressor. Um, there is an article on my website that talks more about it and where I mounted it. Um, I love the compressor, it's great, but again if I needed to run air tools all the time it would not be ideal for me. So um, I'll link to that below but I'll also link to a few more that have tanks with them um, that you could use for something like that for air tools on the trail. But so you know be thinking about how how efficient is my air compressor that I've got with me for airing up my tires? Can I use it for um, air tools if I need them? Can I use it for cleaning things off, blowing things off? And even recreational things. So I have a couple of little kids and I have a fitting for my 88P that will air up basketballs and soccer balls and things like that. Again, not essential, but definitely something that you want to be thinking about before you go on a trip and get out there, and then your kids are killing you because you didn't think ahead. So that's the fifth piece of this um, that I wanted to get to. So Again, that's pretty much all that I've got. Again, I want to keep it as short as possible and as valuable as possible for you guys. So, um, If you have any comments, if you have anything that you want to hear me talk about, um, if you have any opinions on any of the things that we did talk about today, please post up below down in the comments. Um, please like and subscribe to the channel and the video. Um, let me know what you want to hear about and again, I'm happy to talk about those things in the next video. So or podcasts so I hope you guys are enjoying so far Uh, this is only number two so there's still a lot to come Um, again thanks so much for listening you guys really make all this happen and I really appreciate it Um, so as I always say live learn discover get out there check out your environment go on trips uh, see what you can find um, and let me know what you want to hear about so thanks again for watching have a good one this is Fletch all things overlanding out take care